0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Section 2 show presented by Capital Sports Media Network. From high school to the pros, CSMN is the Capital Region's home for everything sports. This is founder of CSMN and the Section 2 show host Kyle Milligan. Today's episode we will feature Anthony Ramo Jr., a former baseball player at CBA, class of 2016, who since graduating high school has played for Hudson Valley Baseball. Then Herkimer County Community College currently and is currently committed to playing baseball at the University of Rhode Island. He'll be joining us shortly to discuss his amazing journey. I have a loaded episode planned for you today, but it's only right we start off with college basketball in the month that we are currently in. That's right. March means college basketball is the priority, and that means right now is a perfect opportunity to bring in CSMN college basketball expert and co-host of CSMN's college basketball podcast, the student section, Trevor Niffin. Trevor, what's going on big guy what's up kyle appreciate you having me back thanks for coming on second appearance for you here third man march madness two rounds down four to go this upcoming weekend we kick off the start of a highly anticipated sweet 16 the tournament has been historic so far and i can only imagine it getting better from here on out trevor we had an incredible weekend of college basketball last weekend at csmn in our capital sports media madness event we are streaming live from 12 p.m. to 12 a.m. watching the games with our subscribers and followers doing giveaways on our YouTube and Instagram live stream during every single game throughout the weekend. Now, if you missed the stream last weekend, don't worry because we got you covered. We'll be doing it again this weekend on March 27th and March 28th. The Sweet 16 will be going on all day and night. So make sure to join our stream on YouTube at CSMN and on our social media at Capital Sports MN. You can find both of those links with the rest of our great content on our website at capitalsportsmn.com. Trevor, what a first two rounds we've had. I I was hype. We got that opportunity to hang out at Schenectady with that great setup in college basketball gear, thanks to Smite Gaming and Sports Zone at Colony Center in Albany for that opportunity. We had an amazing time watching games and interacting with our fans, and we can't wait to do it all over again this weekend. For those of you who don't know or didn't tune in, Trevor is a huge Syracuse fan, enjoyed those two wins he got over the stream Trevor, I told you from day one that they were going to at least make the Sweet 16 appearance here in this tournament. What are your thoughts on how the Orange have shown up to play so far in March?
1: It's been great. You know, like you said, being a Syracuse fan. So we really relied on the three-point shot. And probably the start of the tournament so far is Jaheim with his three-point shooting. I think on 49% from three-point land during the tournament, averaging well, almost 30 points a game kid's been absolutely lights out. It's been great. Trevor, what
0: are their chances to actually make a run for the Final Four this year? Do you see that as an actual opportunity?
1: Yeah, like I said, Houston should be, you know, the out of the teams that are left, I would say the team I'd want to play the most to get to the Final Four would be Oregon State. Uh, but like I said, they're hot. Houston's been struggling, so I would say Houston's a pretty favorable matchup here in the Sweet 16. And then Loyola-Chicago would probably be the least favorable matchup. So I see them playing Loyola Chicago in the Elite Eight if um, they were too advanced. What do they need? Uh, the three-point shot needs to be there. Their defense needs to stay up. Uh, they've been playing pretty decent defense. And we just need to keep – we can't rely on Buddy by himself. Um, so other guys need to take need to step up here.
0: I'm going to stop you right there. In order to actually have a shot, what does Joe the III have to do to give Syracuse a chance to actually win it all?
1: I mean, you saw it in the round of 32 game. He stepped up in the first half and had three threes, you know, shot pretty well. So I I think he needs to keep shooting well. Like I told you in last episode, just limit the turnovers, limit the turnovers, limit the turnovers. He's not a true point guard. So if he can figure it out, kind of how to keep his uh, turnovers down, get his assists up and be able to get some buckets, I think he'll be be a solid option for the Syracuse going forward. Now give me a team that
0: you didn't see getting eliminated before the Sweet 16 round that has already lost?
1: I think the easiest choice here would be Illinois with Wooden Award favorite Io DeSumo and Kofi Coburn down low. But I think if you look past that and someone that's shocking that we lost, I think you have to say Ohio State um, losing in the first round to now Oral Roberts, who's in the Sweet 16 as a 15 seed. So um, I think those two are probably the most shocking teams that we lost, but for me, I know you're going to rag on me for it, and I had West Virginia in my Final Four, so I'm going to say West Virginia in there as well.
0: Yeah, man, that was really disappointing when you told me Syracuse wouldn't make that Sweet 16. You thought they were going to lose um, to West Virginia, you know, against your own Orange. Tell, tell me a little bit about that and why you decided to go with West Virginia over Syracuse there.
1: So... I was high on West Virginia all year. Um, if anyone listens to the student session, you know, in, my, in our first episode, I said that they were a Final Four team. Obviously, I was trying to be an unbiased college basketball reporter um, and trying not to let my fandom, you know, ruin my head like we've heard from other people here that say if they had Duke in the tournament, they would just take Duke to win it all. So, um, I was, like I said, trying to be unbiased and trying to be, uh, you know, as best I could and try to get as good of a bracket as I possibly could. Obviously, I was wrong, and I admit it. Um, I'm not going to say I'm I'm upset by what happened.
0: <laughs> All right, I won't get on your case too much. At least you uh upfront and honest about that. Going into the Sweet 16, anyway, we have four double-digit seeds left that are the following, Syracuse, Oregon State, Oral Roberts, and UCLA. Now, obviously, Trevor, we already discussed the Syracuse Orange, so tell me who out of Oregon State, UCLA, Oral Roberts has the best chance to make the Final Four here.
1: I'm actually gonna go with surprise pick and and say Oregon State. I hated the Pac-12 during the regular season, but they're absolutely giving it to me during this run, and they've been pretty good. So Oregon State's been hot. They took a bid and you know got got a 12 seed by winning their turn their conference tournament. They've probably been the hottest team in the country at this point. So if there's any team that's gonna make a run, they do have to go through Loyola Chicago and the winner of Syracuse and Houston. UCLA would have to go through. Um, Gonzaga and Oral Roberts would have to go through Baylor. So, out of those three teams, who has the better chance of it's probably Oregon State. So,
0: Gonzaga doesn't really look too beatable right now. So, I'm hoping things change there.
1: Yeah, Gonzaga everyone's playing for second place at this point. Gonzaga there's no one's beating Gonzaga They're They've been too good over for the entire season.
0: All right, you heard it here first. No one is beating Gonzaga. So, if you have a chance to make a sweet 16 bracket, don't pick Gonzaga. Trevor thinks Gonzaga is not going to lose, so I would pick Gonzaga to lose. Matter of fact, I would pick them to lose this upcoming weekend.
1: Against Creighton? You're crazy. I just I just
0: pick against you, Trevor. Ends up working out most times.
1: Mm, sure. Yeah, that's cool.
0: <laughs> okay, we got to move on here, but to everyone listening, the Capital Sports Media Madness stream is on Saturdays and Sundays all throughout the tournament. Hang out with our CSMN staff on the stream, including Trevor and I, all day and all night. Keep an eye out for Capital Sports Media Madness on our website at CapitalSportsMN.com and our social media at CapitalSportsMN. Trevor and I will see you on there. All right, moving on here, we have an athlete waiting to join us. Trevor, someone we're actually both familiar with here and someone you played with, the University of Rhode Island commit and former CBA baseball player joins us here. Anthony Ramo Jr., what's going on, my guy?
2: Thank you for having me. Appreciate you guys.
0: Yeah, of course. Glad to have you here. You have an incredible story, truthfully, and I'm really excited to have you on the show today. Let's start at CBA, going back to 2016. It's been a while now. Tell me the difference between Anthony Ramo as a person and player today in 2021 compared to your senior year in 2016 at CBA.
2: Back in 2016, with all the things I was going through, I I didn't really know what was going to come out of anything. You know, I didn't know what... I wanted to do with my life, and I wasn't sure if baseball was going to be an opportunity for me, and to this day, you know, with everything I've gone through, I'm really more humbled and just really proud of uh, how hard I worked and the mentality I have now, and everything I've gone through really uh, got me to the point where I am today.
0: Now, I believe you had the chance to play former Section 2 star in high school, and now he's with the Atlanta Braves, obviously a young star there. Ian Anderson in your high school days. What was that experience like facing what ended up being, as far as I'm concerned, a dominant young force in the MLB now?
2: Oh, man, it's amazing. It it was awesome to, you know, face the best. You know, baseball player being very uh, competitive, you want to face the best. I'm thankful for the, the opportunity to face him, and it gives us. Players in the Northeast um, hope and uh, to get drafted and really look up to this guy. So it, 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 it was an awesome opportunity.
0: Was it a regular
2: season game? Yeah, it was. Uh, I actually no, it was the Section Two Championship CBA versus Shen, and then I faced them over the summer and travel ball. Do you remember how that at bat went? Yeah, uh, actually, it was. I only faced them once. It was in summer. Uh, we uh, going up. The nerves going through my body. It was exciting. I hit a laser to third base, and uh, unfortunately, I the third baseman caught it, and I was like, "All right, I just faced a, a future MLB prospect."
0: <laughs> yeah, you made contact against a guy that is uh, pretty dominant in his rookie season. Yeah. Now, Ramo, you've had a hell of a journey up to this point in terms of movement, whether it's CBA going to community college route at Hudson Valley and then deciding to go to Herkimer, who has one of the best community college baseball programs out there. And this past year, you committed to Rhode Island, which I want to congratulate you on first, too, by the way. Thank you.
1: I want to get myself into this conversation. How are you able to look past all the decision making in terms of what school's next and all these life changing decisions, yet stay focused on the task at hand and Try to dominate at the JUCO level?
2: You know, you just got to go with the flow. And if the opportunity's there, take it. Stay humble and just try to seek out better opportunities. Um, unfortunately, Hudson Valley canceled their season due to COVID. And, you know, I need to play. I need to, you know, stay season ready and everything um, because of, you know, I'm going to Rhode Island and everything. So just staying focused, staying through the grind knowing what you really want to accomplish no consistency
0: or stability can definitely become frustrating at times especially when there's so much to think about in terms of how do I get better where am I going from here and there's I'm sure there's other things you want to focus on when you have that free time maybe focusing on some things you want to do when you're off the field or things you like to do right. people you like to see whatever it is so Remo I got a story for you I got to tell you I was on Herkimer's athletic website the other day, and I was you know, doing my best to find your stats on the season so far. Obviously, you guys only have two games, but mm. I like to do some research on my guests before I have them on the show. And the only thing I could find is the final scores of your first two games season. By the way, they were both wins. Nice job. But anyway. Thank you. I click statistics, and I end up finding myself in the national rankings. I was like, this isn't where I want to be. You know, I, I need to get back to Herkimer's site or whatever. I click the back button because I'm getting frustrated and I'm about to back out and you know I'm, I'm trying to get back to where your stats are and then next mm-hmm. thing you know I see Anthony Ramo jr fourth in the nation in batting average at 667. <laughs> it's no. only been two games but yeah. I didn't I didn't need to click further than that you were on the national rankings so I, I was in the oh. wrong spot to start off I shouldn't have been on Herkimer's website <laughs> I guess I wow. underestimated you there but I should have gone to the national stat leaders before I went to your own college I mean I, I don't know just thought <laughs> thought it would be better to go to Herkimer. side. So. anyway, tell us about Herkimer's season situation. I know everyone's schedule seems to be in some way affected by COVID. How's Herkimer handling COVID nineteen?
2: Well, we got to get tested twice a week. We got to make sure we wear a mask all the time, and we get our temperature taken every day. Uh, got to get mandatory wristbands to walk through buildings. Not allowed to bring anybody on campus. They're, uh there's, I they believe no spectators at all at home games, and I think that might be um, upheld. But, yeah, thats I mean, they're they are staying very organized. You know, we're getting through this, and these tough times like this. Um, I'm really impressed on how uh, Herkmer and uh, Coach Raz is hand, handling everything.
0: Now, will there be playoffs this season or no?
2: Yes, there will be. Hopefully we make it to the World Series.
1: So already being committed to the University of Rhode Island, what exactly are your individual goals this year uh, at your current school?
2: Just improve everything that I think that are my weaknesses, staying, staying consistent, working hard, trying to get bigger, faster, stronger, like every year.
1: No, I, I said current school because um, I, I played two years at Hudson Valley, and obviously one of them with hmm. Anton. I have a tremendous amount of respect for that school, but uh, I just I can't bring myself to say the word, so. <laughs> um you know i've got a good story about ant that i'll share later but all the journey that he's had through to when i first met him so but i just can't believe you're playing there buddy i can't do it <laughs> now, injuries
0: have been a huge thing for you too maybe in the way of your baseball career a little bit obviously you were, you have overcome them you told me four knee injuries or did you say surgeries four knee injuries or surgeries
2: Four surgeries. Yeah,
0: crazy, and that that's no joke, especially when it comes to baseball. And you're an outfielder too, so a lot of running there. When did these knee knee injuries start, and how much of an effect did they have on your recruiting process and player development up to this point?
2: I was injured my junior year of high school. I uh, tore cartilage, and then uh, I had surgery. My first surgery happened and didn't go as planned. Then next following year, my senior year, I had a simple surgery done, um, but it didn't exactly fix it they recommend me, recommended me to go to Boston to have two more surgeries down there uh Dr. minus basically saved my knee had a stem cell implant done on my knee and my last surgery was a 18 month recovery and I was just you know through all those surgeries I just stayed positive with everything and you know a lot of a lot of schools didn't even look at me because I said I had four surgeries on my knee. So, you know, that was hard. And, you know, but I, I just kept telling myself, you know, stay positive, be patient, and just keep doing what you're doing and good things will happen.
0: Yeah, man, you've been through a whole lot all during such a young stage in your life too. Everyone has their own way of dealing with their struggles and situations. How do you deal with adversity and use it to make you a better person and athlete? I
2: just... I treat with every uh, with everybody. I treat them with respect. I make sure I stay positive. I do uh, everything I have to do during the day, every day. No days off. You know, you just go to the gym, train, practice, eat eat well. Um, that's a big thing too. And just really put your head down and really focus on yourself and uh, keep working hard. And the big thing is, like I said, stay positive. That that right there because. You know, mental health is a big thing for me. Um, if you're not all there, you know, how do you think you're going to perform on the field? You know, you just got to stay positive with yourself. You know, baseball is a game of failure, so you know you got to you got to deal with that outside of baseball as well. So, yeah,
0: you know, over the summer I had the chance to meet you, Ramo, and that was while we were trying to prepare for the summer baseball season. You walked and talked a certain way, and I, I knew right off the bat that you were someone that worked and someone that I wanted to watch. You and I were talking about our approach and how we were going to, into the next at-bat. and granted, this was just you know, this is just guys going to the baseball park and playing doing some live sessions. Um, and you, you were there to compete. You, you treated at your at-bats like they were for a title, every single one. and I absolutely love that. Explain to me how important your approach at the plate is to you and how you prepare in that on- deck circle to give yourself the best chance to be successful.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, my approach—I I love my approach. I stay up the middle, uh, gap to gap, to fastball, adjust all speed, and react. Uh, I train. I have a couple drills that I do that I work really hard doing and stuff. And I have coaches that you know drill things in my head, this and that, and just really time up, time up the pitcher on the undeck circle. Really stay loose, stay confident. And like I said, gap to gap.
0: Yeah. We'd all love to just go smash baseballs, but you know, sometimes (laughs) not all the times that's the
1: case. I, I want to take us back to December of 2018. Um, I got a text message from one of our mutual friends, one that was already on the team and said that he had a buddy that was trying to transfer into the phys ed department and asked if I would give a little tour of the Hudson Valley campus. And that was to you, my friend. (laughs) <laughs> and I I took Ant all around whatever, and I was like, dude, this is the place you want to be. This is the place we we can go win a championship. And from that day, I mean, I I kind of figured that you were gonna be a stud. And then we got to be locker mates after that. Um, <laughs> and then eventually you went on to have a fantastic freshman year, and your sophomore year, obviously, Hudson Valley was taken from you. And um, you know, I still wonder to this day how you would have done, but. Now, from that day to now where we are here, sitting here, you're about to be – you're on the precipice of becoming one of the better hitters in Juco, and you're going to move on to Division One. So, from that day where you transferred in to Hudson Valley to now, the Rhode Island decision came in September of last year. How excited are you to go from Hudson Valley to now being able to play at the Division One level?
2: Ah, uh, The well, dream come true. You know, as a little kid, I always grew up. Wanted to play at the highest level, and I actually had a baseball uh, tournament down in uh, Rhode Island, and I just I fell in love with the state. So, University of Rhode Island was one of my dream, um, top schools, dream schools. The opportunity to play at a Division One level is amazing. It feels good, you know. It feels good that all this hard work that I'm doing is paying off. It's just an awesome feeling, making my family proud. My friend's proud and just really taking it in, um, but not slowing down, staying hungry and wanting to get better, you know, to, you know, possibly try to play for, you know, a major league baseball team. You know, that's everybody's goal to get drafted. So, you know, the opportunity to play Division one level is going to give me that opportunity to see the best and play against the best. So I'm really excited.
1: So when you're on your visit, what was it about, you know, the program or the school that really sold you on, you know, be, wanting to be there for two years?
2: Honestly, it was the coaches. You know, I, I talked to them on the phone. They they really were really interested in going down to the campus, seeing the field. Uh, the field is awesome. Uh, the barn, uh, the weight room, especially the weight room. I'm a big weight guy. And, you know, that, that really got me that was like yeah I want to go here um, my mom uh, she was kind of the big reasons why I wanted to go there she loved it she was like if you don't if you don't come here I'm gonna come here so and I was like right there and then I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna commit here and I already made my decision when I was on campus so
0: yeah Rayma, I want to actually touch on the fact that you said you love picking things up and putting them down I'm referring to weightlifting if people don't understand that um, t- tell me is is that the you know if the baseball career does come to an end someday because it does for everyone is that is that what's next on the? are you are you becoming a power lifter what's going on here
2: i'm actually uh when i was recovering from my boston last surgery my boston surgery and, um i was really getting into bodybuilding nutrition and all that and you know i i would like to uh one day maybe get on stage and bodybuild and do all that fun stuff and Um, weightlifting isn't just, uh, you know, look good, you know, try to get up there, look good and stuff, but it's also helps with, you know, mental state and pushing yourself when nobody's there to tell you, you know, add 10 pounds, add five pounds, add 25 pounds, you know, it's just, it's you're your own coach. I love it. (laughs) You know, that's what I'm going to be doing after I'm going to try to become a trainer or physical therapist and do some sort of thing with
0: uh, fitness yeah man that weight room will never go away I'm, I'm very no. thankful for that I know you are too
2: yeah
0: alright Raymond I, I want to let you know that you know whatever you do whatever <laughs> whatever you do in life man you got the energy you got the determination my money's always going to be on you
2: thank you thank right. you I really
0: appreciate that alright Raymond I want to thank you for coming on today it was a pleasure getting the time to talk to you Trevor and I really appreciate it and I, I on behalf of the CSMN staff as a whole want to say good luck to you on your season this year and future at the University of Rhode
2: Island. Thank you, guys. appreciate you, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, no problem. Get to sleep, man. I know you're tired. <laughs> there he goes, Anthony Ramo. What a guy. Anyone who knows him will tell you uh, that he gives his all into everything that he does, and I, along with so many others around the Capital Region, have his back no matter what, and are rooting for him all the way. Before we end things here, I want to mention that we are rolling close to opening day in the MLB, and what does that mean for us, Trevor?
1: Uh, that means that our New York Yankees podcast starts spreading the news, we'll be dropping. First episode will be released one week from Wednesday. We'll be dropping on the 31st to get you ready for opening day on the 1st against the Blue Jays. I heard today that George Springer is more than likely out for opening day for the Blue Jays. So could we be seeing a sweep right off the hands? I know we have game one locked up with uh, the Coltrane, so excited to see what uh, Kluber and Tyone have behind him. You know, we'll get into it. Everything from free agency recap, offseason recap, to lineup and rotation pr- predictions and what we can expect from uh, some of the Bombers this year.
0: I'm calling time out here. I'm calling time out here. Did I hear Yankees fans will be in Yankee Stadium this year, Trevor?
1: Oh, you absolutely did. 24% I have heard. 24, not 25 I'm pretty sure it's 24. I think 25 was the cap, and they're only allowing (laughs) 24.
0: We'll take anything we can get. Thank you, Governor Cuomo. You heard that, guys. Yankees fans will be in Yankee Stadium, and I believe Trevor just gave us the news that George Springer will not be there on opening day, which also means that he is dodging the Yankee fans, and I just want to say that. And if anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about, George Springer was a guy that was—
1: I didn't even think of that, Kyle. George
0: Springer is dodging Yankee fans on opening day.
1: Come, come listen to Start Spreading the News. You'll hear my take on that. You'll hear we'll it. dive into everything Yankees baseball on there, baby. Let, let's go. I'm hyped for opening day. I'm hyped for March Madness. It's going to be an awesome couple of weeks here, folks.
0: No doubt, guys. Trevor, thank you for coming on today. Yankees podcast, Start Spreading the News, presented by Capital Sports Media Network. We'll be here on March 31st. Yes, sir. Thank you, Trev.
1: Appreciate it, Kyle. There he Woo. goes,
0: Trevor Niffin. Always a pleasure having him on. College basketball expert here at CSMN. All right, everyone, that's going to do it here on episode 6 of the Section 2 show. As I said, make sure to look out for our college basketball stream this weekend. That's Capital Sports Media Madness this Saturday and this Sunday, 12 p.m. to 12 a.m. all day, all night. Give yourselves a chance at winning a giveaway during our streams and come hang out with us. We're awesome people, I promise you that. Well, most of us anyway. Make sure to follow us on social media at Capital Sports MN and see all of our Capital Region and Nationwide content on our website at CapitalSportsMN.com. All right, guys, I'm out of here. God bless you all. Founder of CSMN and host of the Section 2 Show podcast, Kyle Milligan. Peace. What's going on, everybody? This is Kyle Milligan, founder of CSMN. Thank you so much for listening today. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at CapitalSportsMN and find all of our content on our website at CapitalSportsMN.com. Peace out, everyone. God bless.